Hello, listeners, and welcome to the show where we don't find anything we're looking for because we're looking for whatever it is we find. I'm your host, Julian Perez, and we're about to do some role searching. For this installment, we turn to a holy grail of blockbuster rentals, a must-see film for serious, self-proclaimed cinephiles, Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction was released at the 1994 Keynes Film Festival, winning its prize for Best Film, The Palm d'Or, and it was subsequently released to the American public in October of that same year. It was directed by Quentin Tarantino and written by Tarantino himself and Roger Avery. At first, the idea came as an homage to the Italian horror anthology Black Sabbath, which was a three-part movie. Tarantino and Avery wrote their treatments, and when no third writer materialized, their writing continued until they had a script. Tarantino and Roger Avery met as production assistants on the set of an exercise video, Maximum Potential. While Tarantino's career in film started as a writer, his first paid gig was as an Elvis impersonator on an episode of The Golden Girls. Shortly thereafter, he was hired to write the script for the Robert Rodriguez movie From Dust Till Dawn. Tarantino used these paydays to self-produce, direct, and even star in his first feature film, Reservoir Dogs which he also credits Roger Avery with helping with writing. Roger Avery is a writer, director, producer, known for directing The Rules of Attraction, Lucky Day, and Killing Zoe, which was executive produced by Tarantino, as well as writing the scripts for Silent Hill and 2007's Beowulf. Avery and Tarantino ended up winning an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay, while Pulp Fiction was nominated for six more Academy Awards. While they took home just the one Oscar, the movie won four BAFTAs, three Independent Spirit Awards, one Golden Globe, and a Best Picture nod from every major film critic association in the United States. The phrase Pulp Fiction refers to the comic-like crime fiction magazines that were popularized in the early 1900s called pulp magazines, even giving the movie the working name of Black Mask after the most popular of these magazines before settling on Pulp Fiction. Pulp refers to the cheap wood product used to create the pages in these magazines. Despite being set after the pulp magazine fad had died, the pulp fiction film holds on closely to its roots as it follows several overlapping storylines of criminals throughout the City of Angels in California. Our first pair of criminals we're introduced to are Vincent Vega and Jules Winfield. In the Tarantino multiverse, Vincent Vega is related to Vic Vega, aka Mr. Blonde from Reservoir Dogs. Partly because they have the same last name, but mostly because Michael Madsen, who played Mr. Blonde, turned down the role in Pulp Fiction to star in Kevin Costner's movie Wyatt Earp, opening the lane for John Travolta to revive his acting career after starring in Carrie, Saturday Night Fever, Grease, and not much else that was noteworthy before Pulp Fiction. Travolta has been in the Look Who's Talking film series, Face Off, Hairspray, and voiced the animated dog Bolt. Since then, viewers may know him for his portrayal of lawyer Rob Shapiro in the O.J. Simpson trial TV series, American Crime Story. The second half of the Black Tugs duo, Jules Winfield, is played by Samuel L. Jackson. As hitman Jules, 
Jackson somewhat reprises his first notable role as a man holding up a diner in Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. Samuel L. Jackson is known for his brash acting and lead roles, but before that, he can be remembered for smaller roles in big movies like Do the Right Thing, Goodfellas, Juice, Jurassic Park, Hail Caesar, and even True Romance, which was written by Tarantino and Avery. In fact, following Pulp Fiction, Tarantino has cast Samuel L. Jackson in five of his films, including Jackie Brown, Inglorious Bastards, The Django Unchained, Kill Bill Volume 2, and The Hateful Eight. He also teamed up again with Travolta for the 2003 movie Basic. Other roles you may know Jackson from are as Mace Windu in the early 2000s Star Wars prequels, P.I. John Shaft in Shaft, antagonist Mr. Glass in the Unbreakable Trilogy, government agent in Triple X and SWAT, the voice of Frozone in The Incredibles, two of my favorites, Snakes on a Plane and Black Snake Moan, and no, they're not related, and most recently, as Nick Fury in the Marvel Universe. The two most memorable scenes in pop culture of Pulp Fiction are the dancing scene and the overdose scene, both including John Travolta's character, Vincent, but most importantly, Uma Thurman's character, the frivolous Neil Wallace. Uma Thurman is another Tarantino favorite, being that she is a titular character in his Kill Bill series. Besides working with Travolta in 2005 for Be Cool, Uma Thurman can be recognized for her mostly supporting roles as Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin alongside George Clooney and Arnold Schwarzenegger, the love interest in Gattaca, the voice of Kushna and Nausicaa from Studio Ghibli, 98's Les Mis movie, and a cameo in Movie 43. Jules and Vincent's mob boss and Mia's husband, Marcellus Wallace, is played by a man whose voice is probably more famous than his face, Ving Rhames. Rames is not only Agent Cobra Bubbles in Lilo and Stitch, but also the deep voice in your living room behind all the Arby's commercials. Rames and Samuel L. Jackson actually both appeared on late 80s TV show Spencer for Hire, although Rames's cameo was a year after Jackson's. Beside his role in Pulp Fiction, Ving Rames is most popular as Luther in the Mission Impossible franchise. He's had supporting roles in movies like Con Air, Out of Sight, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and voiced the character Ryan in the Final Fantasy movie adaptation with Alec Baldwin and Steve Buscemi. And funnily enough, Buscemi makes a cameo as a Buddy Holly dress waiter in Pulp Fiction, but first linked up with Quentin when he played the role of Mr. Pink in Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs. And speaking of mob boss Marcellus, he introduces us to Butch Coolidge, played by Bruce Willis, when he bribes the boxer to throw his next fight. Much like some of the aforementioned actors, Willis and John Travolta have worked together in the Look Who's Talking movies, aside from their work together on Pulp Fiction. But unlike the previous actors, Bruce Willis was not recast in any of Tarantino's films, but did star in his buddies Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez's Sin City, where Tarantino had a significant role creatively. Besides the aforementioned films, Bruce Willis is best known as a star in action slash suspense films like Die Hard series, The Fifth Element, Armageddon, The Sixth Sense, The Unbreakable series, and most recently, Death Wish. Willis even appears in one of my favorite British band's music videos, Stilo by the Gorillas. The only actual British voice in Pulp Fiction, though, is that of Ringo, or as his better half refers to him, Pumpkin, portrayed by Tim Roth. Roth is another Reservoir Dogs alum making the cut for Tarantino's second film after his role as Mr. Orange. Roth would also go on to star in The Hateful Eight again, alongside Tarantino. Tim Roth has been a prominent actor in films like Planet of the Apes, The Incredible Hulk, and Shanghai, where he reprises his 2008 role 
as abomination, the Hulk's enemy. But there would be no pumpkin sitting and waiting to stick up the diner in Pulp Fiction without his honey bunny, Yolanda, played by Amanda Plummer. Plummer's most memorable role may be for Pulp Fiction, but she has also starred in Disney's Hercules as Clotho, Seven Days to Live, and The Hunger Games' Catching Fire. Tarantino has admitted to writing the role of Winston Wolfe specifically for Harvey Keitel. Wolfe is a cleanup man who aids Jules and Vincent in cleaning up some guy's brains off the interior of their car. Keitel is yet another Reservoir Dogs alum, having helped produce the film and playing the role of Mr. White in it. He is also cast in From Dust Till Dawn, which Tarantino wrote but did not direct, as well as Be Cool with Travolta and Thurman. Keitel was an asset in helping Quinn Tarantino capture the mob-like feel for his first couple movies, having himself starred in Taxi Driver, Wise Guys, and Thelma and Louise before Pulp Fiction. Harvey Keitel sports a glowing list of film credits for an actor, having been in Mean Streets, Apocalypse Now, National Treasure, The Irishman, and even being cast twice by one of my favorite directors, Wes Anderson, in both Moonrise Kingdom and Grand Budapest Hotel. At the start of Pulp Fiction, Vincent and Jules bust in to collect from a couple of men. The one laying on the couch is none other than Burr Steers, who is the nephew of writer and public figure Gore Vidal. Steers is another Reservoir Dogs alum, having lended his voice for a background scene. He has directed Igby Goes Down with Kiernan Culkin and Seventeen Again in Charlie St. Cloud, both starring Zac Efron. Vincent Vega's drug dealer Lance is played by actor and director Eric Stoltz. Right before appearing in Pulp Fiction, he was cast in Killing Zoe, which was executive produced by Tarantino and written by Roger Avery. Stoltz has since appeared in Jerry Maguire, Anaconda, The Rules of Attraction, directed by Avery, and The Butterfly Effect. He's also directed episodes from various shows like Grey's Anatomy, Glee, and Madam Secretary among them. During a flashback of his childhood, Vincent remembers when Captain Coons, played by Christopher Walken, comes to tell his family his dad died in combat. Christopher Walken needs no introduction because his way of talking is so caricatured that you could easily recognize it for how long and how often it's been satired. Walken has recently been cast in the Tarantino-written movie True Romance, getting to work with Samuel L. Jackson two years before Pulp Fiction. Walken also reconnected with John Travolta on the set of Hairspray years later. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Phil Lamar, who plays Marvin, the guy whose brains are accidentally turned inside out by Vincent's gun. Lamar's face may not be familiar despite his five-year stint on Mad TV, but he's lended his voice to huge cartoon characters like Green Lantern, Samurai Jack, Static Shock, Hermes Conrad, and a plethora of other supporting roles as a voice actor in major movies and shows. A final familiar face worth noting is a young Kathy Griffin, who points out a car wreck within the movie. While she just played herself, Griffin always adds a touch of laughter and in this case satire like she's done in her past works, The Cable Guy, and Hall Pass, while making cameos on Fresh Prince, Seinfeld, Shrek Forever After, and American Dead. Stream Pulp Fiction on Paramount Plus, buy or rent it on Prime, Vudu, or Apple TV. Credits to Wikipedia, IMBD, Rotten Tomatoes, and YouTube for aiding my search.
If you liked today's episode, give us a like and subscribe. And if you want to hear the notes or filmography of your favorite movie, feel free to submit a request to us on our page. Thanks for listening and bring out the gimp!